Oh, he's no Gendry. He's not going to be fucking putting some bull helmet together or nothing. But he, it might help maybe to. Maybe he is Gendry. Maybe he is Gendry. War game. Gendry is cold hands. What up, and welcome to another episode of Brotherhood Without Manners, your favorite full spoiler reread podcast of George R. R. Martin's A Song of Ice and Fire series. I'm Nate. Joining me, as always, my brother, Zach. What up? And we are currently reading A Clash of Kings. Clash of Kings. There's a clash of them. So, uh, before we get too far into this, I should apologize up front. I am sick. Not with the corona. No COVID. But I do have a bit of a cold. So, I apologize now if I am clearing my throat or doing sniffly stuff. Gross. Yeah, it's pretty awful. I had a smaller, less intense version. So, that is why I am currently sitting next to this gross, sick fool. Because I'm pretty, pretty much over it myself, and so he got the worst of it. That's what I'm happens. on the upswing and feeling much better. So, but I'm, I, I'm getting there. Yeah, I'm getting there. Yeah, I don't think uh, we're catched at this point. Yeah, so. as long as we continue, as everyone should, self quarantining and isolating and washing your fucking hands, you know we should be okay. So, with that being said, we are again reading Clash of Kings currently brand five, which means that last episode we read. Johnny Four. Well, John, I don't like Johnny. Oh, he's that's like, what you're. Yeah. That's what you're. Well, all right. I fine. mean, he's, he's John a man in black, but he ain't Johnny Cash. So that's true. And John and his boys, the Night's Watch, had finally arrived at the place of a great fisting of the First Men, which will be the stage for quite a lot of large Turmoil. moments in Bad this book. Stuff. But Including the cache of Dragonglass that was found there with goodest boy ghost acting a little strange. Acting very strange. Yeah, and so John found a cache containing Dragonglass Obsidian and a cloak from a brother of the Night's Watch, clearly placed there to be found at some later date. But that brings us to our current point of view, which is Bran. Bran! And so last time we saw Bran, he was beginning to hear a bit about the green dreams Last time I saw Bran was with some raisins in my breakfast this morning, but you continue. It keeps you regular, I hear. Uh, Good news. My poops are great. That's good. Mm -hmm. That's good. It's that raisin bran. A full scoop of raisins in every bowl. fucking scoop. Every box? Every bowl for me, bitch. I hope so. Hope you like raisin bran, because otherwise, what a pointless podcast. Last we left. Brand, I dropped my phone. Oh my god, he's just destroying this episode with just nonsense. But la- ha, he hit his head too on the way you back up. Head. Last we left Bran, he was receiving some green dream news from Jojen and Mira. They were explaining about a meal that he had had. A dream about a meal that Bran had had, where he was going to be served up this delicious dinner, where the phrase were also attending, and they were being served up a shitty dinner. But they, for some reason, seemed to enjoy theirs so, so much more. I think that was last chapter. But if not, then I'm just spewing out shit, but I'm pretty sure that's what we were talking about. Yeah, um, Jojen and kept pushing Bran to tell him what it was he dreamed about, and Bran was getting frustrated and scared because there's something about his dreams that scares him, the falling mainly. And Summer sort of leaned into that and almost attacked Jojen. But it's, uh, yeah, there's some interesting doings at Winterfell. So we pick up this one, this Bran 5 chapter, with Alebelly finding Bran in the forge working the bellows for Micken, which, fucking, we're going to stop right there. 
what a great guy Micken is. He's just like, hey, Bran, come help me with the fucking bellows. Yeah, you that's get pretty a, cool. You got a hand. It reminds me of Lost. You got a hand that can do this. All right. Then you, you're perfect. You're perfect for what I need. And I just, yeah, Micken's keeping them busy. Like, And it's a it's a nice gesture. It's a come help me down at the forge. I also thought it was it's something to note because it's one more thing that, even though Bran wants to be a knight, he knows how to work the, the bellows in a forge. Yeah. He's sitting there for hours on end, probably talking or at least watching Micken work. He's got a, an idea. Maybe not, you know, he's no Gendry. He's not going to be fucking putting some bull helmet together or nothing. But he, it might help maybe to. Maybe he is Gendry. Maybe he is Gendry. War game. Gendry is cold hands. But um, more of. Maybe in the future it'll, you know, if we see some visions of Bran the Builder or who have these knowledges of these types of things, it could have all started right here with Damn Micken. it, Micken, you created Bran the Builder. Good job. And we find out that Alebelly is searching for Bran because Lewin wants him. There has been a bird from the king. And Ro- uh, Bran immediately gets all excited. Rob's written? Oh, all right, let's fucking go. Yeah, he doesn't even wait for Hodor to show nah. up. He just has El- Alebelly, which I call him Ale. I started writing Ale. Poor, Ale yeah, carries poor, him. Poor Alebelly, uh... Well, he's big. Yeah, he's a large man. He he's a fat as, man. He ain't as big as Hodor. He's not a big Hodor, seven and a half foot tall monster of a man. He's just a fat dude. And a good dude. I like Alebelly. He seems nice enough. A little a little uh, superstitious, Simple. but he's all right. And he reaches so... Lewin's door red-faced and puffing, unlike Hodor, who could just handle it because he's a boss. And Rickon is already there with both of the Walder Freys as well. And Lewin immediately sends Alebelly away and tells them that Rob is written with both good news and ill. Rob has won a great victory at Oxcross, he tells them, and he currently writes from Ashmark, where he's sitting formerly the household, the stronghold of House Marbrand. Yeah, and so he won a bunch of castles and keeps Fuck and yeah, got a lot of shit happening. And Bran asks one question. Was it Tywin he beat? Well fucking done, Bran. Like to be so in tune with the the strategies and tactics, I I feel like he would have been an asset down with Rob during these wars. He could have actually assisted with yeah. you know some t- tactics. I mean, yeah, they'd have to drag his little handicapped ass around because he's not got his wagon yet. But I feel like he at least has some insight to what's going on. He understands it. Yeah, I mean, it's that's poignant. It's right on the fucking head. Is it? I mean, it's sort of. It's almost pessimistic. Like, is Tywin dead? Then what the yeah, fuck then, are we well, celebrating yeah, exactly. here? So and... Lewin tells him, no, it was Sir Stafford Lannister. And Bran's never even heard of that motherfucker. He's like, wait, Some nobody? Who? And for once, he actually agrees with Big Walder, who is like, if Tywin's not dead, then it doesn't really matter, though, does it? And mm. Bran's like, that? Yep, that. Rickon asked only one question as well, and that was if Rob was coming home. And Lewin said that there's still wars to be fought yet, battles to be fought won yet, so no. Rickon wants Rob to be told to come home. Tell him to come home with his wolf and mother and father. And it said that though he knew Eddard Stark was dead, he sometimes forgot, willfully, Bran suspected, as he could be stubborn as only a four-year-old could be stubborn. Yeah. And so that's interesting that Rickon likes to almost deny that his father is dead and... Is that, do you think, because of these dreams that he's having? Like, can he just go and converse with him? And so he's like, nah, I'm not fucking accepting he's dead because I can go talk to him in the crypt. Um, I don't know if he's actually talking to him down there, uh, seeing him in ways, but I think that'd be definitely a cool reason is that, you know, maybe he has a bit of the, um, the fuck's his name? 
I can't think of it. The guy from Lost who can hear the the Hurley or no, Miles. No, Miles. Yeah. Uh, similar, where like he's able to get some thoughts and feelings and insight, or it could just be that he's a stubborn little four year old. I mean, I'm clinging to the crypt thing. I like I that. Think that. I, like that, I a think lot. that he's aware. He's at least seen Ned dead at some point. Not dead. Not knowing he's dead, but seeing him around in the crypt or something, and he's like, yeah, no, he's here. Like he's. What you talking about? Well, no, because then he wouldn't be calling for him to come home. Well. That's, I think, the the willful ignorance yeah, yeah, yeah. versus you know he's he a, knows, it's a slip up. I yeah. want father back, but no, he's in the he's in the crypts. But Bran is kind of zoning out because yeah. he begins remembering what Osha had told him. Yeah, the that day. the war, the true war, is not to the south. Rob is marching the wrong way. You're marching your army the wrong way, you coos. She didn't say that to him, but she should, she have. should have. Fuck. And Lewin. Then tells the phrase of the death of their uncle, Sir Stevron Frey. Oh, no. They don't give a fuck. Yeah, uh, he died because he took an injury during the battle at Oxcross. Everyone thought he would live. And for three days he was there. Is there foul prey to this? I don't know, because I think it was just a wound festering, and it seemed pretty innocent, but I'll, I'm going to be kind of on the lookout, because yeah. I was wondering that as well, that, huh, he was... Kind of okay Reported for a few days, fine, yeah. and then died from a festering wound, but who knows. And so they immediately, there's no remorse or sadness or anything. It's, where does that put everybody in? Does that mean that he's now the heir? Or n- no, that would mean he's the heir, you dumbass. And then they kind of argue about where they are in line and who's in yeah, line Yeah, Lewin even kind of scolds them, saying yeah. you, you should be more respectful of your uncle. He's just, shame, yeah, shame. shame. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought of. Because he's like, shame on you, boys. Um, and they claim to be, no, no, we, we, we're so sad. Oh, it hurts so bad. But Bran thinks they're definitely not. They like the taste of their dish better than I do. And it all comes rushing back to him that the dream that Jojen had given him that told him and realizes that's that's not how he said it. Yeah. That's not what he said. So he Bran asks Lewin to be excused, and Lewin it grants him that, and it's Osha. He rings the shame bell. Yeah. Ding! It's Osha who comes for Bran, and she has absolutely no trouble lifting him and carrying him she down the steps. She is way stronger than Alebelly. And, and on their so... way, uh, Bran asks her if she knows the way north to the wall and even past. And Yo, she says, this is sick. The I way is it. easy. Just follow the... I don't actually I didn't it. write it either. She says to follow the stars. Follow the blue dragon's eye. And when you reach this point, you follow the art, the ranger's arrow point or something yeah. like that. Just something cool. I like, mean, it's navigation via stars. Yeah, it's, exa- it's nothing it, that doesn't exist in our own world. And also the uh, Iron Islanders yeah. are adept it's a, at it's it. It's follow the north star yeah. type thing. And you'll get to Neverland. I mean, I pretty flying. much think that's what that is. Follow the north star. Exactly. And you get north. That's 100% what it is. And and so I just thought the way she worded it was really yeah. fun. And Bran uh, continues saying, if asking if they're still giants and the others and the children of the forest. Now, this is cool. I like the way she phrases it all. She, now, what's, what's interesting to me is she kind of confirms certain things. But then there's this last bit that's just up in the air. I for mean, her. it's not kind of. She confirms. Yeah, I have seen giants. Yeah. they are no. That, yes, giants. I have seen the children. I've heard tell of which she she's not denying them. She's not saying no. They don't. And of all people, she would be like nah. And then, but the White Walkers. Why do you want to know? And so I feel like she absolutely has seen them as well. That's the reason she fled from the she, North. Yeah, yeah. She talks and, about her husband or lover being yeah. killed by one at some point. And so the fact that she cuts off, wait, 
why are you asking me this? And he doesn't answer that. He just asks her if she's ever seen a crow with three eyes. And she laughs, saying, no, I don't think I'd ever want to either. And she sets him down in the window seat in his bedchamber, and she leaves. And Mira and Jojen enter. Yeah, like the door closes, and then it reopens. Yeah, it's a fucking swing kitchen door at this point into Bran's yeah. room. And he, it says that he didn't, he didn't request them to be there. He didn't say anything. They just showed up. And he's like, oh, I guess you've heard about the raven. Jojen nods, and Bran says, It wasn't a supper like you said. It was a letter from Rob. And Jojen says, The green dreams take strange shapes sometimes. The truth is not always easy to understand. I mean, you get a more fucking poignant line than that. Yeah. And And that's basically, I almost feel like that's also Martin saying, like, Prophecies are horse shit. Don't buy into them so fucking quickly. Yeah, there's there's a great quote. I can't remember whose chapter or what, but it is in this book series. And it's described as prophecy will take your member into your mouth, into their mouth, all sweet like, and then fucking chomp their teeth down I believe and bite, it's a Tyrion bite your cock off. Right, like tear, uh, prophecy is one of the hardest things to deal in. It's look fickle. at look at Harry Potter. It's Professor Trelawney says the same thing. Subject it's all guesswork. Ah, oh, the Claude is coming. Exactly. Yeah, and so. He demands to know what the terrible dream is that led. You told me bad things were coming to Winterfell. Tell me what bad things are coming to Winterfell. And Jojen's like, "Do you believe me now, motherfucker? You gonna listen to what I say, or you gonna be like, oh no, that's crazy? I can't believe that." And Bran's like, "Yeah, all right, I'll listen." The sea comes for Winterfell. Wait, wait, what? No, I'm not buying that. I'm not buying this shit. What? I have a a little passage here I wanted to read. And Bran asks him the sea, and he says, I dreamed that the sea was lapping all around Winterfell. I saw black waves crashing against the gates and towers, and then the salt water came flowing over the walls and filled the castle. Drowned men were floating in the yard. When first I dreamed the dream, I dreamed the dream, back at Greywater, I didn't know their faces, but now I do. That alebelly is one. The guard who calls our who called our names at the feast. Your Septon's another. Your Smith as well. And so not Mickin. Yeah, I mean Jojen just starts name dropping. Like I didn't know who yeah. these people were, but Alebelly's gonna die. Septon Chael's gonna die. Septon Chael's gonna die. Mickin's gonna die. You know all these cool people you like? They're all gonna die. Yuck! 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 And yuck. just I love because full spoiler reread. We know this is the Great Joyce coming yes. to Winterfell and decimating the castle. And I just love the description of the black salt water pouring over the walls and yeah. in and the way they, you know, they get up over the walls and come in. And, and it's just, it's, George is fucking brilliant, obviously. But he, Bran's confused. The sea's fucking very, very, very far away. Far away. Yeah. And Winterfell's walls are high. Like, that ain't gonna work. But Bran decides the best course of action is to tell the yeah, people let's he warn named, them. Let's, let's warn them that they might not drown. And George and Amira both are like, Dude, you didn't believe us, and you're having crazy dreams. You're having, like, shit happen to you. Why do you think any of the sane people around here would think that this makes well, any sense? Well, it's, it's interesting the different tacks we get here, because Mira tells him they won't believe, just like you didn't, but Jojen says it won't save them. It won't like, matter. It won't change anything. They, they This can't be changed. And so he, Bran gets, starts to get scared, but he had sworn to trust them. And he was a stock of Winterfell, and a stock of Winterfell kept his sworn word. Mm. Uh, I think that's significant for Bran, the identity of the, the Stark, keeping that sworn word. No, I think that's very interesting that that's what the Starks do. 
the Lannisters always pay their debts. Isn't that the same thing? They always pay, like, in, in a sense, the Lannisters will always keep I, their I word to pay little, their debt. There's a little, there's more a little maliciousness in the, the Lannister. Yeah. But there's that, we always pay our debts, whether it's a good or a bad one. The Starks always vow to keep their word, which is essentially the same thing. It just sounds better. It just sounds less negative, but in the eyes of Ned keeping Lyanna's pro- promise a secret forever, you know... That while it's good in in our eyes, he still kept a nope, secret. It's good. Like it's still not nope, as you're not swaying me from this. The Starks always keep their sworn word because they're good people. The Lannisters pay their debts. Cause I they're absolutely psychopaths. agree. They do keep, do it because, and that's why no, Ned I, I kept his word. Saying, but yeah. it's a yeah, neat no, it's, reflection of each other. We inherently not you know. Rereaders obviously know that there's a little more to it, but inherently we think the Lannisters are bad. A Lannister always pays his debts. Oh, like they're concerned about gold or they're going to get even. The Starks are honorable and a Stark never goes back on his sworn word. But Ned, the most honorable man that we are presented in these books, has told a lie for damn near 17 years right. to his wife, to his children. Because he wouldn't go back on his word Because to he swore a, wor- uh, swore a vow and that vow fucking tortured him until mm-hmm. his death. And anyway, anyway, he Bran tells him that there's many different types of dreams. Yeah, cuz Jojen sits on his bed and asks him, "Now it's time you tell us about your dreams." That's it. Yeah, yeah. What what do you dream, Bran? And Bran says there's many different types. There's the wolf dreams, and then there's the others where the with the crow who tells me to fly, and sometimes the big weirwood tree is in this one calling my name, and I don't like that, that shit. That frightens me, he says. But the worst dreams are when I fall. I never used to fall. I used to go all over the castle and climb around. Mother yeah. was scared I would fall, but I never fell until I did. And I thought this was interesting, like uh, just a foreshadowing into the character, or the role that Mira is going to fit for Bran is she sat next to him and gave his shoulder a squeeze. Oh, hell yeah, she did. Um, and she asked him, is that all? You know, is there, is there more? But it seemed like that was more of a like I know this is hard, but like I'm here. We're oh yeah, here it was for a comforting you. friend. And so it's I just like that seeing that you know she is going to take that matronly feel to the the whole situation, and um, I just thought that was a nice touch. I like the way as soon as Bran finishes, Jojen Reed just goes warg. Shape change a beastling. No. It's all like it almost seems like he's fucking Warg. Like You, you, yeah. Bah. Like as soon as he witch, hears witch. it, he's like, Witch, yeah. Like Um, I was thinking because of the way that he explains some of the stuff that the dreams where he falls because you know, he says that sometimes the one with the werewood, because he has the the wolf dreams are just him doing, you know, hunting squirrels and digging holes and other cool fucking dog shit. shit up his like Hell great yeah. stuff. Then there's the one with the three-eyed crow, where the crow is telling him to fly, and sometimes the tree is there calling to him. But the ones that he doesn't like are the ones where he's falling. falling. I feel like those are the only actual true dreams. Whereas the the crow ones are green sight, summer is warging. Yeah, these ones these are, are nightmares. Asleep. He's just having yeah. actual fucking nightmares about that time, and those are the worst ones. Yeah, it's just PTSD. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And they're not any kind of magical or mystical it's ones. It's pulling in the Three-Eyed Raven yeah. and all the other stuff. But yeah, those, I, I feel that. like those are the actual dreams that he has. And yeah. those are the ones he hates. 
But yeah, Jojen begins calling him Warg, Shape Changer, Beastling. That is what they will call you if they should ever hear of your wolf dreams, Bran. And Bran's I wrote, like, Bran is scared of being profiled. Yeah, Bran's like, who's going to fucking call me this? And Jojen's like, everybody. Everyone. Everybody, they're, motherfucker. They're all going to laugh at you. He's trying to you. turn him into this like xenophobic. Like, yeah, man. Yeah, they're all going to fucking call you evil. He says, if people know what you are, then they are going to hate you. They're going to fear you. And some will even try to kill you. And Bran recounts, going back to that old G, old Nan, he's like, yep, she had always told me stories of shape changers and beastlings, and in the stories, they were always evil. Always. I Is that it. foreshadowing for him? I, Is that dude, fucking foreshadowing for him? I did the same thing. Him? I was wondering that, because, you know, I, I would love for Bran to be a badass hero of this story. I would love it so much more if Martin just twists that it and would turns him. It would hurt so much more if he's lost. If Bran is lost in that, yeah, the Werewood Network, and becomes just this ominous fucking figure of I can go into your mind and do shit. And it's also interesting because I thought immediately with this one of Veramir Sixkins yeah, as yeah. well. He is not a good fucking guy. No, he but straight he has- up. Like, basically mind rapes a wildling woman and fucking, as he's dying, into her body to take hold. He does what Bran does to Hodor, or will be doing to Hodor, but on a more permanent level. His actual physical form dies, and he goes into this fucking, or tries to go into this wildling woman who was actually helping him. And it's so... It's such a violation. And yeah. And that's what's explained, though, also it, in even the, just uh, what in he the does prologue. To, even what he does to Hodor is... That's against the... Yeah. Like, and I think it... Because is it Veramir that has the prologue? Yeah, yeah, in, where in, he was explained That to. this is not okay. These are the rules of mm-hmm. warging. Bran wasn't taught them. That doesn't make it any less perverse to be Bran taking is over a, Hodor. Bran has thoughts of it. He thinks about how, like, oh, you know, maybe this isn't... You know, Summer, it's okay, because Summer, we're kind of unbonded, and Jojen will even say here, you're kind of two beings yeah, in the same yeah. soul. But Hodor is his own individual person, and Bran is intruding on that, and so it feels a little more invasive. And the warging with animals feels fine. It feels like... And Comfortable. I, I know that's a, that's a kind of a double-edged sword. Why is it okay with animals to invade their thoughts, but not humans? But... In this world, there's a connection. There's it's a kind connection of, between at least Brandon Stark and the animals. That for he's those who have read them, uh, the Dragon Riders of Pern by Anne McCaffrey, the dragons and their riders develop a bond, similar to a more recent, not as good version, Aragon. They get that direct connection where they share thoughts and feelings. It's less of that. I can actually speak to you words, and they have that shared connection. And actually, Jojen goes into it here that the wolf dreams aren't dreams at all. Nah. When you sleep, your subconscious kind of allows you to open up. And when you're open like you that... You open that eye. That third eye slips open, and you just kind of, because of the connection, you guys are drawn together, and so you meet there. Your soul seeks out its other half, he says. The power is strong in you, Bran. So it's subconsciously you're doing this. Like, this is something that I actively, not that Jojen's a warg, but, like, I would actively need to think about 
go work in the summer. Yeah. But there's a connection between you two that your body is just like, nope, I'm going. Like, that's where I belong. It just happens, yeah. That's where I fucking belong. And so and he reminds it's intrinsic Brand. in yeah. Bran. And it, the he, power, again, the power. There, you're, The yeah. power is strong in you. Like, you're, you are strong in the four. Like, Which is what Jojen said when he first yeah. ran into Summer in the, the gods saw world. how Bran in him. Yeah, he so he reminds Bran, you will never be a knight. Well, you, because Bran says, "I well, I don't want that power. Yeah, I don't want I that. Don't I don't want it. Tough. I want to be a knight. Yeah. He says, you'll never be a knight. You're the winged wolf, but you'll never be able to fly. Not until you learn to open your third eye. Pokes him in the forehead real hard. You, dude, that's like the third time you've poked me in the forehead in the last two days, and I'm tired Pokes of him it. in the forehead it's garbage. I also like Jojen says, a knight is what you want. A warg is what you are. You can't change it or deny it or shove it away. And then, yeah, you are the winged wolf. Like, yeah, you, a knight is what you want. A warg is what you are. Now, like, I mm. for th- this little part here where he keeps talking knights and winged wolf and knights and winged wolf, it make, it makes me think of um, Elaine wins a winter sample chapter where they're getting the winged guard, the the knights of the veil, vale. yeah. and just I don't know why because I don't think there's any connection whatsoever. But I just hear winged wolf and knight and just kind of put the maybe they'll end up the being wings on the helm. The, That's the, cool. The winged guards, guards there or guard. Um, so Bran sits there and tries finding yeah, the he's... eye with his hand. And How Joe... can I open it if it's not there, and motherfucker? Jojen's like, dude, you're a fucking idiot. And a uh, quote, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> um, he tells him it's not something you can find with your hands. Search with your heart, Bran. Or are you afraid, you little baby bitch? Whoa, we're kind of shooting down Bran pretty hard. He's not that bad. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, no. But I, I think Jojen is intentionally being kind of antagonistic yeah. at this point. He's trying to get him upset. He got a reaction last time he was upset. He got He got a connection summer. with Summer. Yeah. yeah, he was trying And so to... I think he's trying Absolutely. to stir it up because he says, are you afraid? And Lu- Bran says, Lewin says there's nothing in dreams that a man need fear. There is the past, the future, the truth. Sweet. You are about as helpful as the United States media. Uh, with that, we are going to convene our small council, as Jojen's done being fucking cryptic for a moment, and we'll get you guys the deets on what's happening with us, and then we'll jump back in and finish up this brand chapter. And here's my sound effect. Welcome to the small council. Ba-ding. Ba-ding. That's your sound effect now? Okay, I get you. Welcome to the Small Council, where we like to throw all of our socials and ways to contact us. If you're a regular listener, you know that at the end it's of your every... favorite part of the episode, no doubt. <sighs> regular listeners, they love the Small Council. They tell You us don't need to interrupt time. me to I tell do. us that, though. I do. If you're a regular listener, you know that at the end of each episode, we give our chapter inductees. We also read out inductees from listeners that have sent them in. And so if you would like to send in your own... You can do so a variety of ways. Interrupting Nate is the first one. And Zach's favorite. <laughs> Usually done through emails. Withoutmannersbrotherhood at gmail.com is the most common and quickest way for us to respond as we actually get notifications for that. Otherwise, you're split across whatever social media platform is your preference. Yeah, you can throw us uh, an email. Uh, one of the... Quickest, the easiest ways that most people get a serendipity is the email, which is without man. Oh, you did, dude. What? Wow. I was I was distracted because we just got an email, and I was like, Oh, "Oh, is it something exciting? And no, it's not. No, it's just all sorts of stuff about the COVID. But uh, but... yeah, so you handled the email. We are on Twitter, both of us. I'm on Twitter at Carstark92. I'm a little less active on Twitter than Nate is. Nate is at Manners Without. He runs the account, the Brotherhood account, um, and he. 
interacts with quite a lot. I do of stupid shit on yeah. Twitter like most people. Um, we also Takes have credit for having a dog that is mine it, it, because he loves me he and I can't not. We also have an Instagram. It's the same as my Twitter at Manners Without, and then we have our Facebook group, Facebook.com/slash/BrotherhoodPodcast. We also have Patreon. Yeah, where you can get access to a private Facebook group as well as all of the sample chapters for Winds of Winter we've released so far. We are down to two left. Ariane 2, which will be the next one, and the last and final Tyrion 2 from the, uh, Winds of Winter. And so look forward to those. That's patreon.com slash without. We also appreciate all of the rates, reviews, subscriptions, anywhere you do so, whether that's Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Breaker, Speaker. Rate there's a million podcasts. of them. Well, that's where they can leave a review that will tell them the most relevant platform for their device rate this podcast.com oh hey suckers guess what we also have a website can i finish that, no. that url first no rate this podcast.com slash brotherhood and our website you which go. you will find all the links to all of those and that's www.brotherhoodwithout.com the w stands the for honesty <laughs> anyway channeling my inner george so, bush jr <coughs> Nate's Rona is showing. Yes. Before we let you get back, remember if you are on Stitcher, you can get a month's premium free using code Brotherhood. Brotherhood. And with that, I think we're going to get back to the episode. Brotherhood. So like, so like we're back. And now I interrupted you, so fucking suck it. Anyway, continue. So like we're back. That's what you go with for an interruption. Yeah, it interrupted you, didn't it? At least I interrupt you making a point you or never offering points. a website or... Anyway, like a small pond in the woods, the reeds are fucking out. And they dip and leave Brand more confused. You know what reeds are? They stand I, a little bit above the water. It was a clever fucking reference. I, I got the reference. They leave him more confused than ever. Bran is still poking at his forehead trying to find this third eye and... Decides to go against their advice and tries to warn everybody. Yeah. And so he spends the next few days going around. He lets Micken know, Micken, you're going to die, Micken bro. thought that was funny. He's like, yo, I've always wanted to see the ocean. I never got a vacation, so that'd be sweet. I'd it's be gonna, a beach dude It's for coming to me. That'd be cool. Septon yeah. Shale is all, when the gods are ready to take me, I am ready to go. <sighs> but Alebelly. Alebelly. Yo, he's like, hold up. Where's this Jojen Fola? I'm going to talk to him. He starts having like a fucking extra, oh, yeah. like a existential, existential crisis. Yeah, He's man. like, oh fuck. He goes to oh, Jojen and Jojen tells him the dream. And I wish we could have seen that I conversation. Know. That would be so like, good. Little grandfather in like fucking ale belly. Ale belly just eating up every Tell me everything. Word. Every, and so he freaks. He avoids water. He won't go near fucking puddles. He won't take showers. He won't drink water. Yeah, He's so gross. scared. It's like you when you were 13. It's like me now. What are you talking about? <laughs> Until... Uh, he stank so bad that he was jumped by a group of six guards. Six guards who forced him to scrub. They scrubbed him raw while he screamed and about so the water. He, uh, he now wanders around the castle, and whenever he sees Bran and Jojen, he mutters under his <laughs> breath darkly, "Gonna die, and it's all your fault going in water." It was a few skull. days after Alebelly's washing that Sir Roderick returned you with fuck his up. prisoner. A man named Reek. Full spoiler, yes. Ramsey Bolton is in the house, bitch! Yes, so again, as Zach just mentioned, we are full spoiler. Snow. This is Ramsey Snow. This is not Reek. He... Reek was the naked man that was slain. Ra- Ramsey was about to be fucked, and he needed to do something quick, so he 
switched positions with his reek and sent him out to do some vile things. I don't know what vile things he was doing naked in the field, but something vile. Pig fucker. Pig fucker, sheep fucker. That's what I was thinking, fucking some sort of animal. But yeah, this is not Reek. This is actually Ramsey Bolton just being sly and surviving. He he knew as a prisoner, as Reek, he would have more chance to stay alive. And yeah. so no one is aware of this except us rereaders. And... Uh, Roderick describes that he had served the bastard of Bolton and helped him murder Lady Hornwood. The bastard himself was dead, they think. Caught by Roderick's men, shot full of arrows, fleeing. Lady Hornwood was found locked in a tower. Rumor says that when Sir Roderick smashed in the door, he found her mouth bloody and her fingers chewed off. Now... I hope it was Roderick that found her. Fucking look I, at what you did, you that, prick. Like, y- y- all you had to do was listen to this woman, you know, which, heaven fucking forbid, you listen to a goddamn woman. Like, yeah. you could have avoided yeah. all this. So I really hope it was Roderick, as much as I like Roderick. Like, I like the Oh, guy, yeah, I do too. But, like, this is on you, man. This was a blunder. This is your fault. You deserve to be the person to find this and see what you like, caused. I, her mouth is bloody from eating her fucking fingers. The amount of desperation, like... I could do it right now. I'm pretty hungry. Are you fucking kidding yeah, me? Yeah, dude, to bite your fucking multiple, fingers off. Multiple fingers. Yeah. Like, she didn't just stop at one. Like, no, I'm she's so hungry. hungry, I need to keep eating another one. But Ramsey wisely did everything legally. He married her legally in front of a heart tree with witnesses. With a septum there. With a septum. Yep. She named him his heir. Or her heir and fixed her seal to it. And Lewin points out that vows made at sword point aren't valid. But Bruce Bolton may not agree at this point when that's lands it. are the involved. land is now his essentially. And so Bolton Bruce Bolton may not agree by this. And Roderick would really like to kill Reek, but he's the only witness to the worst of the bastard's crimes, they say. Yeah. And, and he so, mentions right now, you know, yeah, that you know, He's he's got to be there to attest for what's happening. The Manderleys and Bolton's uh, houses, not Roos, because he's down south, are still fighting currently over the lands of Lady Horn. I like the way it was phrased. He says, so for now, the Manderleys and Dreadfort men kill each other in Hornwood Forest, and we lack the strength to stop it. Like, yeah. It's, yeah, there's men fighting over unclaimed land in that land. They're fighting in these forests, so there is no fucking policing of it there is no one except for the fact that the Starks except for should. Roderick yeah the Starks should but they don't have the forces to do it. and Rob it's not March. and it's not Roderick's no, fault no 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 it's not Roderick that's Rob marching south the war yeah. they don't have the strength to stop that but Roderick could have nipped this in the bud if he had listened at the harvest feast right and so he sternly turns Roderick sternly turns on Bran and begins asking about the situation with Alebelly What's the deal yeah. with Alebelly Now I give some I I don't know if it's cuz he learned from the Lady Hornwood mistake but Roderick gives a lot of, te- of attention he to listens. this. He actually t- takes heed almost. Yeah. I mean, to an extent, yeah. but he tells, Bran explains, that, you know, Jojen has these Lewin dreams. Lewin explains. Uh, well, Bran first mentions the sea oh, and yeah, the green yeah. dream, and then Lewin says the the reed boy thinks that he has green yeah. sight. And I've explained to Bran the difficulties in interpreting these things and how iffy and wishy-washy it can be. Though, he didn't deny it. Though truth be told. So now... I put a note here. Uh, there's there's a phrase. Everything that comes before the word but is bullshit. And he says, I've explained all this and how fake it is and how unreal it is, but 
you know, it's it's kind there of does, funny. There does happen to be some raiding and pillaging along the stormy shore right now by some Iron Islanders. Now, as we know, that was the Stony Shore is where uh, Theon was ordered to yes. go and start raiding. And exactly as Roderick and Lewin break it down, where we because we learned that that is Martin. If you're not a rereader, that's Martin telling you what that dream means. That he's with this. Yeah. The raiding and pillaging on a stony shore. Why the Lewin is making that connection? The sea coming right. to Winterfell. No one has said that it's the fucking Greyjoys. Right, and still has Lewin is the only one who's like, but there are Iron Islanders from right. the sea raiding the stony shore, and so yeah, and it just said that there's raver raiders and reavers. They didn't say island. Yeah, Iron, yeah, not even island assumed. islanders. Yeah. And so Martin yeah. was very good to keep that part out of the chapter. Yeah. The word Greyjoy. Because the last we saw Theon, he was stating that he plans on attacking. He never actually said Winterfell, but it's allured to. Yeah. And so it's just, if you can put the pieces together, then it makes all the sense. So there. Roderick asks uh, what else it was that Jojen had said, and he's told. Oh, I wanted to mention before we go further that the Stony Shore is being protected Leobald Tallheart, which I believe we heard about his... Nephews having that little band of, of fucking oh hoy, we're gonna go and save the world yeah. and fight, and so his nephew Benfred. Now, if you split that up, his name is Ben Fred. Ben Fred, I think that's the most fucking ridiculous I'm name I've call ever him heard. Benny Freddy. Benny Freddy is fine yeah. by me because I'm it's pretty already sure uh, our next uh, Theon chapter, which is in two or three chapters here, it will be. Uh, Benny Fred or the other tall heart. Who did you say? Oh, uh, his his uncle Leobald. Leobald. Uh, one of them will be spitting in Theon's face and calling him a turncloak, saying that Rob's gonna gut you, you little cunt. Great. And so, uh, yeah, we're yeah. getting that beginning here. That's where Theon is. That is Theon, that's Theon. right yeah. there. And uh, that's where his chapter picks up is on the stony shore, and he's getting he's wiping spit off his face yeah. from one of these uh, tall heart or yeah, ben Fred Benford. So yeah. uh, Roderick and Lewin both agree, though, that if they send people to go and stop those raiders and reavers, they're all going to jump on their boats and fucking dip, which is basically... Exactly what they're... That's the point of raiding and pillaging, like the way they do. And so they have the right of that. And so Roderick Asbran, as you started to mention, what else? What else happens in these these dreams of the water, the the ocean overtaking Winterfell? And And tells him who dies. Micken drowns, Alebelly drowns, Septon Chale. And Roderick is actually like, oh, well... If we do decide to go out against these raiders and pillagers, I won't take Alebelly with me if and we then, need to go. Yeah, and then he says, did did you see, did I drown? Did I drown? No. Well, Great. Then cool. we're, then we're fucking, yep. we're golden, Sweet. man. And Everybody else is dead? All right, but I'm Bran takes, like, stock in that. Yeah. He's like, oh. Maybe they won't drown. You know, like, he's he's taking and making active efforts to not bring Alebelly around the ocean. He's confident because he's not going to drown. He dies out in fucking... What is it, Mo Caitlin or uh, Torn Square or whichever one it is? I still change it. And uh, later that night, we learned that Mira was heartened by these words as well. She thought so too. But Jojen just shook his little head and said, Green dreams can't be changed. And Mira gets angry at this. It makes her very angry. And she says, Why would the gods send us a warning of it if we have no hopes of changing it? 
This, again, harkens back to the argument where Jojen knows he's going to die. Yeah. And Mira wants to do everything in her power to change it. And that's that's what that boils down to is, why would they show us your death if I can't fucking do anything about it? Like, that's just cruel. Yeah. So the, the fun thing here is he's going to reveal his next green dream that he's had where... Uh, well, because uh, she, she tells him, if you were Alebelly and you had this drowning, impending, hanging over you, you'd probably just go and jump in the fucking well, wouldn't you? Yeah, because like, you can't avoid it. There's nothing that can be done. you can't avoid it. And she says he should fight Alebelly, and Bran should too. Oops. And Bran's like, the fuck? I didn't die in the water. Do I drown? <laughs> like, what is... And what? so, the reason I was mentioning it before we actually get into the, this new vision is we got both from... Joj in this chapter, as well as from Meister Lewin. Probably the two most... It, the only other person that could put more stock into this Fire would be Osha. fucking arguments is, are really complete opposites. Well, no, it was the fact Imagine that faith. prophecies are horse shit. And so he's convinced. He's convinced he has the right of it. He doesn't think that he's misinterpreted this. He's, no, sorry, Bram, but you're fucked. You're fucked, bro. Which isn't the case, so why don't you tell him what the dream is? Oh, you don't think he, uh, Jojen's fucked? Like, you think he, you think Jojen is misinterpreting his death? No, he's misinterpreting this vision. Oh, this one. Oh, yeah, 100%. Oh, okay, um, yeah, so. Obviously, he asks Bran lives. If, he asks if Jojen dreamed him, oh, but I didn't take death from this dream at all. Like, I know Jo, like, that's, we'll get to it. Uh, yeah, and Bran asks, did he drown? And Jojen says, not drowned. I dreamed of the man who came today, Reek. You and your brother lay dead at his feet, and he was skinning off your faces with a long red blade. And Mira's like, well, what if I just go kill Reek now? Won't yeah. that change everything? And Jojen's like, you'll be stopped. You won't be able to yeah, kill Yeah, the guards will stop you. Something will happen. And Bran's like, well, I have guards too. And Jojen's like, they won't fucking matter. His mossy green eyes were full of pity. They won't stop him, Bran. I couldn't see why, but I saw the end of it. I saw you and Rickon in your crypts, down in the dark, with all the dead kings and their stone wolves. And Bran thinks to just flee, get the fuck as far away as possible, Greywater or even to the Crow. And Jojen says, it will not matter how far you go, Bran. The dream was green, and green dreams do not lie. So, that's where it ends, but yeah. let's... Now, my reasoning for thinking that he's misinterpreting, it's not Brandon Rickon. It's, I, I feel like it's Reek through Theon helping their, with the, the butcher's, butcher's boys. boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so him seeing him in the crypts isn't them dead, it's them hiding before when Theon and them... Right before they escape, they go down into the crypts and they hide in the crypts before escaping Winterfell forever. Yeah. That's all he's seeing. And so he's misinterpreted this to think that Reek is going to kill Bran and Rickon, and they're all going to be dead in the crypts. See, but that's not true. That's my that's that's where I I falter on this. But this that's the to the Jojen, obvious. Jojen knows Bran has a much bigger destiny, and it's not to die here at Reek's hand. Like, and Jojen knows this. So, like, that's that was my question: is why is Jojen so afraid of this this one? Like. He knows that Bran needs to... Because he sees Bran dying, and he's just jumped... But has he... So I guess that's... I guess that's my question, is... Has he seen no other further visions of Bran? To, like... You know, Bran is the winged wolf. Is it just he sees this chained wolf, and that he needs to break him free, and that's it? 
And so yeah, visions it is like weird. this, he can be like, oh, fuck, he's going to die. Like, I didn't free the winged wolf quick enough. Or is he purely just doing this to be like, nah, shit's going down. We need to start moving. Winterfell is going to become a hot spot here. Because to me, his eyes are full of pity, but it's not for Bran's death. I think these are this is pity from Jojen because of the fact that Bran very soon is going to lose his home. And I think that's all this is. I don't think this is Jojen afraid of Bran dying. I think this is Jojen knowing this is it. This is when we have to leave. This is the loss of everything Bran has known to move him forward on his hero's journey. I don't see Jojen being terrified of Bran's death here. Like It would just, be strange that he's made this strange. trip from, from, you know, their their home to come here and assist Bran because he saw him taking him north to the Three-Eyed Raven yeah. or Crow or whatever. And just to all of a sudden, no, oh, no, Reek, you died. Reek showed up. Your time limit's out. Well, and I that's why I think it is. I think it's him, like, the, as soon as Reek pops up, he has this dream. Well, I guess that's the same day, so he would have had it yeah. a day or two before. But he's had this dream, and now all of a sudden, it's, uh, fuck, you're, there's nothing we can do to stop this. And that's why even Mira's so pissed off. Like, no, it can change. Well, I guess Mira would probably be upset about Jojen, but... Yeah, I just, I feel like he is kind of falling into that trap of assuming it's exactly as he sees, yeah. is how I think it is. No, but... I, I think, I, I mean, Jojen, I'm not... I definitely think it's a failable person. Absolutely. You know, he's even said that they're hard to understand what they're saying sometimes. I think this, if he's, if Jojen's straight up like, yeah, you, I fear for you, I think you may die, I I think that that's a misread here. I yeah, think that that's this, what I think so. this vision is showing the destruction of Bran's home. Yeah, and Bran and need and, and the, the death of them, because the, it goes out that Bran and Rickon are dead. Right. That's the removing of the face and kind of putting it on someone else. Now, Bran walks around freely with no one looking for Brandon Stark because Brandon Stark is dead. Yeah, it and makes so, me think of Melisandre a lot with how she re- misinterprets the flames a bit. Yeah, yeah. And so it's the same concept. And so, yeah, just... I think that vision of Reek cutting off their face is essentially saying Reek slash Ramsay Bolton is going to be the catalyst that causes Brandon Rickon to become almost these faceless, not Arya-related, yeah, yeah, but, but faceless ghosts that can go around and be unseen and still act and move, but they have to leave dead. Winterfell. And so those, uh, that's our thoughts and everything. You got an uh, inductee for this Bran chapter? Alebelly. Alebelly? Yeah, because, I mean, he's a good servant. He does what he has to. He would go to war for the Starks. He carries Bran as best he can. He's a big guy. He can't help it. And the poor dude just doesn't want to die by drowning, man, which he won't. He'll get killed by Yo, Krakens. Alebelly, I'm with you. You know, poor Alebelly. Uh, so I'm going to bring him in before his untimely demise. Yeah, uh, mine is in the same route because it is one of the three that are dying. I'm, I'm giving mine to Micken yeah. because I really liked the opening where Bran is just, I just see him, you know, with his broken legs just kind of chilling over like an unused anvil as he's just sitting there pumping the bellows. And yeah, Micken's, you know, now what I'm doing is folding the steel a couple times to, you see this ridge, I got to work this ridge out and just... I think it's such it's a cool scene. Yeah, it, it, and it's it, it shows, the, like, the people of Winterfell to be, you know, this is their lord. Like, Mikon should be, you know, groveling and, but no, come here, little lord. Like, come sit in the, the, the forge with me and help me with the bellows. Help me work the bellows. And, and then the fact of his reaction to, like, oh, the shit, the beach is coming to me? Fuck yeah. yeah I don't, I'm not a frequent flyer, so, like, that's sick. So, yeah, um, Mikon for me, and uh, I'm going to be sad to see him go. 
And we did, of course, get a email, an inductee from our favorite French fry, Julian. He says, hello, America. We're, wow. On behalf of America, I would like to say hello. Interesting chapter. <laughs> Finally, Bran got the dinner served and believes the reads. I'm starting to unveil new intrigues, such as that Reek character. In Spoiler, the jo- it's not Reek. Uh, he, he's aware of that. I know I'm saying it again. And the Jojen Green ge- dreams about him in the Stark Brothers. Wow. And why does it say the bastard is dead? Jesus, after such a great introduction, he sure as hell wouldn't be dead to me, even if I hadn't seen the TV show. My inductee would be Mira. That's a good one. That's a good I was, one. Uh, I always debate the No, there's always great there. ones. There's always good she's ones. She's so badass, and she's so ready to prove Jojen's dreams, question mark, wrong, by killing some people in the process. I love that solution. Yeah. What if I just go kill him right now? Go get him, Mira. And he says... Have a nice day there. Ciao. You Valar Doherics. Doherics. So we... Thank uh, you, Julian. Outstanding. Yeah, no, th- definitely she is re- referring to multiple dreams. I love Mira Reed, to... man. She is such a good counter to Jojen. She's a great sister. Like, She's this protective, like, I want to be there for him, but I understand what he's doing. Oh, yeah, purpose. not even just personality. She, I think, having Jojen, the quiet... All, almost all seeing, let me tell you your future. And then this, let's go kill this guy so none of this shit happens. Like, it's, it's, they're, um, and that's, I like that, awesome especially duo. now because we haven't seen them any, in any kind of fighting besides yeah. messing around with Summer in the Godswood, but we don't know how good of a fighter she is. But she's like, yo, let's just go fucking shank him. Yeah. We'll just, <laughs> done. Yeah. So, Julian, thank you. Mira Reed is always welcome in the Brotherhood here, as is any Reed, really. Yeah. And don't forget, you can send us your inductees. You can check out how to do so in the small council. Otherwise, I think we're about, that about, yeah, that does about it. does it for Bran. Uh, Winterfell, next time we're joining Winterfell will, I believe, be through uh, the, through Theon's eyes, but that could be wrong. Um, join us next. We're going to be reading Tyrion 8, and after Tyrion 8 is Theon, is is Theon 3. And so... Uh, Theon will be on the Stony Shore. Tyrion will be having the small council Tyrion meeting. will be... Yeah, the small council will be convening over Renly's death and what to do about that. So we get a lot of Marjorie talk. And, and a lot of misinformation. It's and a, lot a of ton of misinformation. So send us inductees for Tyrion 8. And Theon 3, and we will catch you on the next one. Bella de Harris. Peace.